What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. This is the 72nd episode of the podcast. So, Lyndon, how are you doing this week, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, can't complain. Chilling, chilling. Got a fresh new haircut. I'm feeling good, brother. Life is good. Shout out to Drake and Future. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man, doing good. <laughs> this week we got a special guest on the pod. We talked Very about special. the circle. We talked about the circle last week on Netflix, the uh, the hot new reality TV show that I'm seeing more and more people are watching on Twitter. But we sat down with one of the contestants, Miss Sammy. From the game, Sammy will be joining us at the end of the show to talk about the circle, talk about her uh, her big revelation. Well, not revelation, kind of her story, really, which she talked, which she dropped in the latest episode and the latest episodes. And then uh, we talk about all kinds of stuff, man. Just be on the lookout for that. And I can't wait to have her back because she said she'd come back to talk after the finale. So I I, I, ho- I told her I hope she wins the hundred thou. But you guys will hear more of that at the end of the show. Yeah, well, I'm super excited for you guys to hear that. And Lyndon, unfortunately, did not see 1917, which, you know, won the Best Picture Golden Globe. But, you know, we'll talk about that at a later date. But we'll talk about that a little bit. You did get to see The Lighthouse. Yeah, I I saw Lighthouse. I was about to say, don't, don't throw me under the bus too hard. I saw Lighthouse. Shout out to Robert Pattinson, the new Batman, which... Batman is filming right now. We should see the Batmobile within a couple of days. I saw I saw a photo of him on a motorcycle. Yes, he is. That was him, one hundred percent. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty dope. Pretty Bruce Wayne. Yep, we saw Penguin too in the photo shoot. So, like, I'm excited. Matt Reeves is Batman. We're gonna get a lot of new stuff, but we'll talk about that as it comes out. I'm just saying, if it drops during the week, just remember I told y'all on Monday. Shout out. Well, yeah, you heard it here first. But anyway. Facts. But anyway, that's not a bit of the news that we have to talk about. We have a lot of news that we're going to talk about um, since we're not going to have anything to review. But we do have the interview. Um, and we're going to go through everything as always and talk and talk about those two movies. So you got anything else, Lyndon? No, nah, man, I'm ready. We got a lot of news because it seems like a lot of stuff wanted to drop early last week. So I'm ready For whenever sure. you are. All right, I'm ready. Let's get started. Okay, the first bit of news I'm really excited about, if this, like, comes through. You know, Variety confirmed it. Uh, Collider was the leaked, leaked it out first, but Christian Bale is in negotiations to join Thor Love and Thunder. Ooh, okay. So Christian Bale, from being Batman, would now be entering Marvel and... What could he possibly be? Thoughts are he could be Cole, a.k.a. the, the god of fear, who is Thor's uncle and who is a villain. Um, that's something that they're thinking about. Another one that, I, that I'm that i hearing would be a good candidate for Bale to be is Beta Ray Bill, who's an alien. So it wouldn't, you wouldn't get to see Christian Bale, but I think that he might be interested in, in doing something like that. And in the comics, Beta Ray Bill is initially believed to be a villain before becoming an ally of Thor. And... He gets Thor's powers briefly when he picks up his hammer before eventually relinquishing it back. Stormbreaker is actually made for Beta Ray Bill in the comics. No, 100%. Look, man, I'd be so, cool with uh, 
Bail being Beta Ray Bill. My thing is, I just don't think he'll do it because I feel like whoever's Beta Ray Bill is going to have to be in multiple movies. I'm feeling like this is but, a G-Law like, situation. But like, but, like, how many movies? Do you, like, seriously, though. Like, I was, I'm thinking he would take more of, like, a Don Cheadle bit of role. So how many movies would that be? Like, four? Uh, Iron Man 2, 3... Avengers Civil War, Avengers Endgame, Avengers uh, Infinity so War, five, six. like, like six, yeah, like five or six. And I don't know mm. if Bale wants to do that. And I'm just saying, I just, I would love for him to be Beta Ray Bill. Don't get me twisted. I'm not saying that that's a problem. I'm just saying I feel that this is more of a Jude Law situation where he's going to be the villain for this movie. Yeah, some other like, names uh, that have been or Kate Blanchett. Out. Some other names that have been thrown out are Dario Agger, who's one of uh, Jane Foster's villains. Balder, who is a um, half-brother of the guy, of Thor. And um, that's also been thrown out there. So it could be a lot of possibilities. If you played the God of War video game, the new one, when they go to uh, Norse mythology, you fight Balder. He's the main villain of that game. So cool to see the Marvel version of Balder, but... Yeah, Shubes, man, good for Christian Bale, man. I'd love to see him join Marvel, but I don't think he's going to have this. I think he should have a prominent role, but will he? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he is kind of a, a big name to, to enter into that, so I, I don't know. I think maybe he's attracted to working with Taika Waititi and, has, and maybe he has a role for him, you know? Yeah, true, true, true. Um, but the next story that we have is an interesting trailer that came out for the netflix series lock and key another take of netflix adapting a a, a non-traditional comic series i guess you could say like non marvel or dc novel. yeah, yeah just a graphic, independent graphic novel and um i thought it was really cool like at first i thought it was going to be a, a little bit like Spiderwick chronicles but then like i saw it get real dark and i'm like man like this looks like it's gonna be seriously cool and since we already saw how successful umbrella academy is the bar is pretty high yeah this looks dope netflix is is tapping into that uh the independent comic graphic novel lane and i think that's a great lane for them my thing is with them and amazon doing this the first group to make 100 bullets will have me sold I th I'm, I, if i have to bet anything it's going to be hbo though because that's a vertigo property which is kind of an offsuit of dc but back to lock and key i think like i'm not the biggest not like knowledgeable on lock and key and i and i know that's a shame i need to get more in that but it seems kind of like schubert said spiderwick chronicles with lemony snicket but a little darker so good for netflix to tap into that 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 um that pathos and that 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 lore to give to uh their fans. So I think this is going to be a good move for Netflix, and I like the trailer. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had a little bit of horror bits to it. Like it seemed like these keys, which seems like such a novel kid kid like concept, but are some deadly in some sort of way. So it really piqued my interest. I thought it, I think it's going to be a really big hit. And Netflix is kind of really doing it for me right now. I'm liking a lot of the stuff they're putting out. Same, 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 same. Well, let's jump to the next thing. Schubert, before we jump to what's actually on the notes, I didn't, I, I forgot to put this in there, but it was stated, this is our little DC thing leading into the trailer we're going to talk about, but Andy Muschietti came out and said that this, this Flash movie it will be Flashpoint, but it won't be the Flashpoint we're used to. Ugh. The internet went abuzz with that, but you know what that is? I know what that is saying. That is saying we're merging... Whatever Flash is, I'm assuming Flash is going to be in Wonder Woman and Aquaman's world. That is merging with whatever 
and, and James Gunn Suicide Squad, all of this stuff is merging together with Robert Pattinson's Batman. That's what that is for. It's so that they can find a way to get them all together, but also not have to depend on them all being in the same timeline. I think it's more. I think it's. I think it's to get them all together for the future movies and just have have it to where all our properties can come together if we want. We're not focusing on right that right now, but we're gonna just give it the opportunity to happen because as of now. They're in the Ben Affleck Batman universe, and they have to figure that out because I feel like they know Matt Reeves has a hit on his hand, and this is how they're going to shoehorn this all in together. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's possible. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, the, you have to do use Flashpoint however you want to do it. Um, I wish that that wasn't the way. And eh, no, I guess it is a, pro, a proper way to get introduced to the Flash. So it, it works. It's going to be it's going to be fine. Uh, that's the way you have to do it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's no other way I see that going down. And the thing is, I, I mean, as much as I would love to see Captain Cold in a uh, weather uh, weather wizard and uh, Mirror Master in the in the Flash Rogues, it will be much better to okay. So the Flash TV series has done all of that plus Reverse Flash. They've done it all. So what you have to do is you have to take his Joker because Flash has never had a movie, and that is Reverse Flash, and put them against each other. The best story for Reverse Flash is Flashpoint, where he kills his mom. You got to do it that way. You got to do that story, make it original, and then give it a big budget feel. That way, now we we know everything about Flash that we need to know. And then for the next one, he's in the universe in case we want to do anything. But the next one, we can go real heavy into Rogue's Gallery and and getting the more cooler Flash concepts for co- from comics. And, I guess, that, that and Flash I guess that cool. works if we're going to use Ezra because now you can say that he's established because we've seen him before. And yep. like and that's what you need for this to tell the Flashpoint story because the concern is is if you're introducing a Flash, then like do you have to introduce the Flash or do you like just meet him where he is at his at, at wherever he's at? But since we're using Ezra, then we can m- use it as he's an already established Flash. So I guess that works out. I think that he's going to end up staying put with that with that role, don't you think? I don't think they're going to yeah. change now. I don't think they're going to change. It seems like they're sticking with him, and I'm cool with that. And I think Andy yeah. Machete's going to find find something good with it. But that's definitely to get Robert Pattinson's Batman in the same universe as Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, all that stuff. This is a universe tying together movie, and, and it's good. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And maybe we'll get uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as, uh, as uh, Thomas Wayne. Who knows? Maybe. Might. Maybe. I, doubt I mean, I think it's it's still out, it's still out there. And, and, and then, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, I think he'd be uh, a good candidate. Uh, which, what's his name? What's the Deathstroke's name from the movies? Joe Manganiello tweeted, posted a picture with, Hashtag Deathstroke, hashtag Flashpoint, and I was like, the internet no. would have played. Oh, I swear he did in one of his things with Jason Momoa, and it's like, oh, maybe, maybe he knows I'm back in the universe, baby. Dang, <laughs> interesting. Poor Cat Man, poor Cavill, poor Affleck. Like those dudes are done. <laughs> not poor Cavill. Cavill's got his own thing. Yeah, not poor Affleck either. So whatever. Let's jump to the to the to the story on the notes. The Birds of Prey trailer is out. Shuby, what'd you think of it? Oh, I mean, I'm all in on this movie. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think what even has me more hype is the fact that the 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 DC universe cartoons out. I mean, 
I think it's going to be very similar in a way, but, you know, just adding Black Canary. And then in this trailer, we got to see a little bit of how Black Canary's powers are going to look in the movie. And that was really interesting and cool. So I I think that this is going to be pretty awesome. They clearly outlined who the main stars are. And I'm ready to see this movie. I think I'm ready to go. We got to see Black Mask, Ewan McGregor putting on the mask. So stars. Thank right. the stars, DC step. Like I'm, I'm all for like no, no studio interference, and I think that was a studio interference call, and I'm cool with that because it's like you can't show Black Mask and not have him put on the mask or have him do some S and M stuff, which was rumored at the end. No, make this comic booky, make it work. So then, when James Gunn's Suicide connects, or when Robert Pattinson's Batman connects, you can use you and McGregor again and have him go up against a Robert Pattinson Batman like this. That's what I always wanted, and, and and I'm glad that we see this. I'm interested to see how Huntress and Black Canary turn out post this movie, but I was one of those people that was meh on this movie, and after this trailer, I'm not, out of meh. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm interested. Like now y'all, so now y'all have me wanting to go to the movies, not just because I'm a DC fan or I have to review it, but wanting to go because I'm actually interested in this movie. Yeah, it's definitely... The movie that I'm looking forward to the most now that I've seen 1917. Uh, when it comes out February 6th, so yeah, I'm still waiting on the gentleman with Matt with um the boy McConaughey. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. Uh, yeah, that movie's gonna be hype. But anyway, yeah, no, it's gonna be litty. But Birds of Prey looks re- really fun, and I'm excited to see what Margot Robbie brings to the table with Harley Quinn. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Another trailer we have is New Mutants. That actually, yo, that was supposed to be a dumpster fire, and it kind of looked pretty good. It looks all right. It still looks like it's going to be uh, like, you know, Fox X-Men. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, look. I, I think it's going to be a little corny, but I think it's also going to be interesting. Yeah, so, and, and look, the, the, we got to see the demon bear. We saw Maisie Williams. Like, I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be as much of a dumpster fire as we thought. I'm just saying it, it intrigued me. The trailer actually looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth. I think it's worth checking out. Like, I think it's no, gonna I'm with you on it. Yeah, I think like it would be. It's a movie that we should definitely. I, I'm wondering if they're gonna put another trailer out too, because I kind of want to see a little bit more. Because what it seems like to me is it's gonna be like, oh yeah, super horror, and then like, oh yeah, well we got our powers and we're gonna come together and we're gonna gonna like win, win the day. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no. Know. Well, I'm- I'm just mad on that concept. <laughs> no, I mean, look. It, it, but what it, it could be interesting for Disney is that it's a way to introduce, like, the idea of mutants into, into like, your universe, in a sense. Because, like, it has no connection to X-Men, and it's just, like, an idea of people being mutated. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they want to use that rumor, some way. I heard a rumor that depending on how good it does, it that may happen. And yeah. then it also gives you ties to X-Men because... Magic or the the uh her name was Ileana. Her name is her real name is Ileana Rasputin, and that is the sister of Colossus. Oh wow. Yeah, so it, it could work out in a way that like, oh, all right, this could be cool. So yeah, magic is the sister to uh to uh Colossus, and then we got to see the demon bear who is like the villain of this, and that's based off of uh Sinkevich's run on New Mutants. So that'll be pretty dope. I started I got Marvel Unlimited for my homie Henry and I've been using his account so I've, I've been catching up on my Marvel knowledge I'll be up to date on a lot of stuff coming when, when we get to uh, Shang-Chi and Eternals and everything but next up we got Timothy Chalamet is in talks to play Bob Dylan in Fox's Searchlight film Going Electric directed by Ford and Ferrari filmmaker James Mangold 
The movie will follow Dylan as he rises in fame on his way to become the folk music icon, courtesy of Variety. Shuby, this is a big role for Timothy, man. I'm, I'm kind of hyped yeah. for this. I mean, I think as every step in a big actor's career is they have to do a big biopic. And I think this is Timothy Chalamet's opportunity to have that big biopic. And having James Mangold be attached to directing this film, I think, is really exciting. Because obviously you're such a big fan of uh, Ford and Ferrari. You know, James Mangold makes really quality movies. Timothy Chalamet is, you know, really peaking in his career. And I think this is an opportunity that he can maybe be looking at a trophy. Yeah, this is something big for him, man. This could get him into that, like, all right, we didn't know where, like, his career could have been young Leo. His career could have been indie guy. His career could have been blockbuster. And he's going down that young Leo path where he's yeah. having some some indie movies, some blockbusters, and he's doing this. This is his big one. Like, this is his. Like, The King on Netflix, we were big into because we're movie guys, but, like, this is going to be his big, I'm introducing myself to mainstream media or mainstream consumers. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, James Mangold also did uh, Walk the Line. So oh, he's yeah, done. He so he's done a biopic music before, so... He's got that experience, and you know, like we said, he's he's you know hit two home run movies back to back, so with a Ford and Ferrari and Logan. So yeah, I'm really excited to hear more about this, see a trailer, find out what it's all about. You know, what's going to be the story? It is. Are we just going to go through Bob Dylan's life? I really want to know like what's going to be the gravity of that that movie. But I'm yeah, excited to see that Timothy Chalamet would be the guy. Good for him, man. I'm happy for him. This is moving him up. I'm I'm excited for this. Um. Well, anyway, there was a leaked image of Jared Leto as Morbius, the Marvel comic book villain turned anti-hero. So we were talking about uh in the last episode, um, when we were and talking about the movies that are coming out this year. We when I said Morbius, you were like. I don't know if that movie's happening. Well, it seems like it might be happening with um, oh, the Oh, it's first not image. just happening. Let me just say this. It's not just happening. Another thing, I wish this is the only thing about doing this thing on Monday. We get a full week's thing, but some things drop on the Monday when we do this. This is one of the things that I'm hearing is going to drop, courtesy of my boy Daniel RPK. I think by the time you guys are listening to this, the Morbius trailer should be out. And that, and we're recording this on Sunday night. So just to give a little clarity, I, I think the Morbius trailer will be out by the time you guys are hearing this. But, I mean, the picture, I'm not going to judge it just based off of that picture because that is straight from a, a comic panel. Yeah. But, you know, it may be good. I'm going to wait to see the trailer, and then we'll talk about this next week. But it's happening for sure. Yeah, I know the fans were definitely excited about it because that it kind of stayed true to comic. But, of course, that's just an image. So we'll definitely find out once this trailer drops. Everyone's probably seen it by now. Uh, yeah. Was, I think it's that trailer and Black Widow is going to happen during the game. So uh, we'll talk about it more next week. But anyway, another really interesting story I found out about is that there's going to be a new BBC show that will explore the origins and stories of mythical creatures and uh, fantastic beasts and explore their connections with animals uh, roaming around the planet today. So it's going to be called Fantastic Beasts Natural History. So it's kind of like um, imagining the movies and today's animals. Or is it like, is it saying how she got her inspiration from today's, like showing today's animals? 
and then like showing her her creations from which she whatever man but, I, yeah, I guess this is cool apparently this is something that they're working out with the london's natural history museum where they're going to have a whole exhibit about this all right good for them i'm not gonna hate on it i'm not gonna hate on you potterheads good for y'all this is a good this is a good little show and i'm a i'm a potterhead too but like this doesn't you know how i feel about fantastic beasts i was hype on the first one the second one i know i wasn't hype on the first one i was hype on the second one but i don't know I'm 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 mad on this. I'd rather go see the exhibit. Yeah, true, 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 true. In person, I don't know if I'm watching this on TV. Or you, right. you'll watch it on TV. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Next up, we got NBC has given out its first official pilot order of the season to a series and adapt the comedy film Night School. Kevin Hart will executive produce the pilot along with Will Packer who was also a producer on the film, Malcolm D. Lee, who directed the multicam series, centers on a mix of adults at a night school GED prep class whose who's unexpected bond over their shared experience find themselves helping each other both on the inside and outside of the classroom. This is like a adult community kind of feel, so I'm cool yeah, for this. We much. need another new one. And give us, like, the Kevin Hart kind of Did you end up seeing Night School? With, uh, um, Him and Tiffany Hash? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. So, like, this could be good. Yeah, I think this could be pretty pretty good. It's an NBC series. NBC doesn't yep. do bad. So, no, I don't know. Don't. Kevin Hart's going to be behind it. I think it, it might end up pretty good. I don't expect to see Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish in any of the roles. No, none, none at all. But, they could uh, come in and as a guest star, though. Maybe. Uh, maybe it's someone who graduated to, like, come give a yeah, speech or something. Because uh, Tiffany so, Haddish was the, the, the teacher. So, like, maybe she had moved on. Maybe she can, like, come back into town or whatever. Yeah. But next up, we got the network has handed out a straight to series 11 episode order for Dwayne The Rock Johnson's comedy Young Rock inspired by his life and will feature the megastar. Johnson will appear in every episode as the focus and inspiration of the series on his formative years. The single camera comedy will be co-written by former fresh off the boat showrunner uh, Natasha Khan. I'm sorry if I pronounced your wrong your name wrong. I'm super sorry. And her longtime collaborator, Jeff Chiang. A premiere date for this, the the uh, rock series has not been determined, but given that NBC's midseason schedule is set, Young Rock will likely be for the 2020-2021 broadcast. Probably, probably in the fall or early this next year. The, yeah, this time next year, 100%. All right, good for The Rock, man. Cool for him. I, all I know is he better get on his Black Adam training because <laughs> I'm ready for that. Yeah, I mean, he's still got a little bit of time for that. I think that he's probably working on this right now. Uh, all, so. I'm, all I'm saying is get your body right, brother. Not that you, not that it's not right as it is, but I need to see the the, the god of thunder from Kondok, the, the, the leader of Kondok. Yes, go. Well, yeah, I'm kind of interested on how big of a role he's actually going to be in the series. Like, is he about to be trying to be like a sitcom I feel like star he's now? Gonna be the, I feel like he's going to be the narrator. All right, like, that would make a little bit more sense. Because, like, this dude's going to try and be in every episode? Like, what? No, that's what I'm saying. I think he's going to be, like, the narrator. And he's I wonder if he's going to play Young book. Rock. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, like, who's going to be the cast of his family and all of this? So, so like, both these comedies so like, sound pretty good. Yeah, but both of these comedies, what I'm really interested to see next is some casting. True. And, and yeah. like, some uh, showrunners. Sure. Yeah, definitely like some showrunners. We do have like some of the showrunners for you know Kevin Hart's stuff, but you know 
I wanted to know who's going to play the cast for that. And then with um, Dwayne Johnson, I kind of want to know, well, we kind of get who's going to run that too. I, I really kind of want to know who they're going to put together and what the main story is going to be like, what phase of his life is going to be more of a wrestling show is going to be. Yeah, or is it going to be like him as a kid? Yeah, that's yeah. It. The thing is with both of these shows, that's going to set the, I guess the precedent of the comedy for the, for the other one, who is the, lead funny guy that or funny female that funny woman that you're bringing in you know how parks and rec has uh amy poehler 30 rock has tina fey who's gonna be that character like joel McHale for community who's gonna be that guy or girl for the uh the kevin hart series and with the rock one who's gonna play his his influential parent that's like that's what's gonna set the precedent for comedy for both of these shows night school i feel like is definitely gonna be that opportunity that NBC is going to give some of their young comics. Um, oh, that... no, they will. Like, it's going to be like uh, how Parks and Rec and how uh, Community had young people, but they there is always one mainstay person. Mm, I know. I'm wondering who that's going to be because I'm thinking it would be an African American woman based could on. Be African American male. Based... Uh, could be, yeah, sure. Could be yeah. anybody. I, I wouldn't be surprised I'm, if it was. I'm, I'm sure that because the teacher's definitely going to be the focal point. Ooh, okay. So you think the teacher's going to be the focal point, and then the the students are going to not. It's not going to be a student that's the focal point. Um, See, I was thinking. Well, I mean, student. I don't know. That's good because like Kevin Hart was a student, and now he was the he was the focal point. But then like the second main character was the teacher. But I don't know because Community had multi. You had multiple teachers, and like in this, there's really only one. But I guess they could be just part of the cast. That's a good, yeah, that's a good so point. I, I don't know. So I want to know I, what's I think, going on with that too. I could see the teacher being someone that's like an older comic that's not necessarily like a mainstay name, but someone that's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad that he or she is is this teacher while the the the, the student could be like the big star or the up yeah. coming. Something like that. But we, we shall see. But that's all I got on both of these, Shuby. All right. Well, Robert Zemeckis, who's already doing in, or supposed to be doing Pinocchio, he's now in final negotiations to direct, to direct Ares, which is a sci-fi thriller that Warner Brothers has set up late last, late last year. Uh, the story is described as a genre-bending ta- um, tale of an astronaut whose space capsule crash lands in the African desert. As he rushes to reunite with his family, it's revealed that the mission that he was a part of is a larger conspiracy that may- that he may be carrying secret that could forever change the world. Mm-hmm. I-, I just need to know more. It sounds like it's- it could be cool, but I need to know more, you know. So cast and see see some trailers, but I'm interested. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty interesting sci-fi movie. I'm always into interested in a little sci-fi thing. Um, and the fact that it's like the African desert, like what's that gonna? How's that gonna factor into it? I think it could be really interesting, depending on all the other factors. It's almost like what we were just talking about with the NBC shows. Yeah, like there's a lot of things. This could either be a hit or a miss. It just depends on which way it goes. Um, and so the next bit of news is some bad news for the Marvel community. Scott Derrickson is stepping down as director of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The studio confirmed his departure in a statement attributing to creative differences. Derrickson, who oversaw the first Doctor Strange, will remain on as an executive producer. Um, and that, Marvel you know and why. Scott Derrickson have amicably parted ways. Um, and uh, Scott also said the decision was mutual. Look, man, this is a. Uh, I, 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 I can tell you why this is probably happening. This is more than likely happening because Scott Derrickson 
wanted to do a horror film in Marvel. He said this at Comic-Con. The first Doctor Strange, he would just it was an introduction to him, so he didn't get to do it as much. This one was supposed to be his horror film in Marvel. And Marvel has other plans. They're tying in their TV shows. They're tying in all kind of stuff to this movie. And he m- probably didn't want to do it like that. And that's why he's stepping down. They need someone that's going to play ball for what Kevin Feige's trying to do. This movie is a crux, apparently, for what's going on in the future. And yes, it'll have some horror elements, but this in no fact is going to be a horror movie. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah, no, no, I have no problems with that. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I I think that's fine. Like, what I appreciate with this is that they're doing this right away and they're following through with Marvel's vision. You know, yeah, that's what we would have wished Star Wars would have done. Yeah, I was about to say we always complain about Star Wars for doing that. So I'm not going to hate so, on it. So good on good on Marvel figuring out that, you know, Scott Derrickson didn't want to do what you're trying to get done with your with your overall plan and stay better true to the plan. It's working. Yeah, and you know, it's better that they did this now than oh, we're fi- the film is filmed and now we got to go get somebody to a Tony Gilroy to come in and do reshoots. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, and then you have a hodgepodge of a movie. But figure right, this next, out early. <laughs> yeah, for real. Next up, we got Nicholas Holt is up for a new mission. He will join Tom Cruise in the upcoming Mission Impossible. I guess I don't want to say sequel, but the next Mission Impossible movie. Uh, director Christopher McQuarrie confirmed on Instagram. Say Nicholas Holt care to raise a little hell. He wrote and Holt responded, "Love to though. Why stop at a little? His exact role is unknown, but Holt is expected to play a villain. Cruz is reprising his role as the globe-trotting secret agent Ethan Hunt in the seventh and eighth follow-ups. McQuarrie will write. <laughs> McQuarrie will write and direct both, which will be shot back to back." Holt was originally up for Goose's son in Cruz's Top Gun, uh, but he didn't get the part Miles Teller did. He had a solid meeting with Cruz, which paved the way for them to work at this. Nicholas Cruz has been up for a lot of stuff, man, from Batman to Top Gun now to this. He's trying to become a blockbuster guy, so I'm cool There's with it. How do you feel about yeah. How do you feel about Nicholas Holt in Mission Impossible, I guess, 7? Yeah, so, I mean, I think this is a good opportunity for him. He's been trying to find his breakout role in some of these blockbuster franchises. It didn't work out for him with X-Men, even though I thought he did a pretty good job as Beast. And um, Yeah, he did. And uh, he didn't get into Batman, and obviously he didn't get that Top Gun movie. I'm um, glad he's not Batman, though, man. Yeah, I'm like, glad he he's not Batman either. But he could have been the Riddler or someone like sure. that, but like, I'm just glad he's not like. Oh no, but like a villain, good for him. Do do this in Mission Impossible. We saw it work for Henry Cavill. Hopefully, it can work with you. My thing is, Tom, bro, you broke your leg in the last one. Can we stop? Like, seven <laughs> why are we eight? doing we seven be... and eight? Like, Mission bro, Impossible is gonna be to... like seven. He's gonna be like seventy years old. Bro, Tom Cruise is. Hold on, I'm about to give you his age. Tom Cruise is 57 years old. Tom Cruise is about to be in. By the <laughs> time these, eight comes out, are he'll coming, be in his 60s. They're supposed to come out in 2021 and 2022. So you will be 58 in 59. No. 2021 and 2022. Oh no, he'll be 58 this year. So uh, he what? He'll be 59 and 60. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they got to film back to back because Tom Cruise is old, knows he's gonna be sixty and he ain't be trying to do all that as a sixty year old man. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible was good. It's good. Yeah. Why do we need seven and eight? We don't like go do something else. Try to become an Oscar winning actor. Like go back to like uh, Vanilla Sky 
roles. Jeremy Maguire. Like, something. Like, we got to stop doing these action things. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, but the final story we have is Venom director Ruben Fleischer will likely direct Uncharted. Um, there's no Maybe. deal in place. And Fleischer's the, the, at the top of the list of candidates being considered by Sony. But insiders say the job is his if he wants it. Uncharted is set to star Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. So he's not directing the Venom sequel, but they're like, yo, we like you, uh, Ruben, so come direct our Uncharted. So uh, I guess this is cool. I mean, we don't know. It's not confirmed yet, so I just want to throw that out there. But Schubert, jump, give us... I don't care about the Golden Globes, but I'll let you talk about what you want to talk about with the Golden Globes. Uh, I mean, I just thought it was worth noting some of the winners. Um, All right. you know, be- best actor in a television series was uh, Rami Youssef from Rami. I thought he, I thought that series was really great, so I'm glad that you know he was... Uh, he got that win. That was pretty great for him. Um, and then, you know, we knew that Phoebe Waller Bridge was going to win for Fleabag, and um, some of the, some of the people I never really got a chance to see. Olivia Coleman won Best Actress for The Crown. I actually just started watching The Crown. It's actually pretty interesting. And some other things we would care about. We I think you saw Chernobyl, right? Yeah. Uh, Chernobyl won Best Television Television Limited Series. I thought that was well deserved. As it should. Watchmen's going to win this upcoming year, so for sure. Um, best television series drama was Secession. Good for Secession. I'm not, I'm not caught up, but I'm liking what I'm watching so far. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that that was well deserved as well. Fleabag, of course, won for comedy. Um, best motion picture was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of wrapped up some of the big wins with best screenplay with Quentin Tarantino. Um, and Brad Pitt also won Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Good for uh, him, man. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I didn't expect Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to get as much love as it did, but it did. And that, I'm, I'm, I wonder how that plays into how we think about this movie and Tarantino's best going forward. Mm-hmm. Why you didn't mention my guy? That's rude of you. I was well, I waiting have, for the one to, for I you to mention him. Through. I haven't gotten through okay. everything. My bad, um, my bad. The so the best motion picture and drama was 1917, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, best motion picture foreign language is Parasite. I think that's gonna have a chance to win it all in the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, sc- screenplay was Tarantino. Um, best song was from Rocket Man. Uh, best score was from Joker. Uh, nice. The best uh, actress in a supporting role was Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Did she deserve it? Uh, she did. A, she, who else was nominated? Uh, Margot Robbie and Bombshell, Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers, Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Annette Benning and The Report. See, I've seen all, I haven't seen any of those but The Report. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked Annette Benning more in The Report than I did Laura. <laughs> Laura Dern did all right. Like, I guess. Like, she was just a skeezy lawyer, whatever. She didn't uh, do best, that much. Best actor in a motion picture. I thought, I, I wasn't too surprised, but it wasn't who I thought was going to win. But Taryn Edgerton for Rocket Man won. Oh, in a comedy, you're not saying best actor in a motion picture comedy slash musical. You weren't saying yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, well, what, yeah, my yeah. And a best actor in a motion picture drama went to Joaquin Phoenix or the Joker. <laughs> my guy, we're 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 racking them up. Come out, and then we're gonna get the Oscar, baby. Let's go, let's go. Where you at, Marvel? Where's your Oscar winning actors? Uh, the other. <laughs> the other two names were Renee Zellweger and Aquafina for Best Actress in Motion Picture Comedy and, dr- and Motion Picture Drama. And Best Director was Sam Mendes for 1917, which I think was probably deserved. Good for all those people. But like I said, man, 
Golden Globes or whatever. We're Emmys and Oscar people. But good for good for all those winners. Bravo. For sure. Let's jump to the box office. Uh, so the box office is uh, at number five, Just Mercy, the Michael B. Jordan film. Uh, definitely something I want to check out when it gets to DVD or streaming because um, I've been hearing some interviews about it. Jamie Foxx has really been raving about it. I think it's a... I heard it was good, man, and I heard Michael B. Jordan didn't just face act. (laughs) As RB3 usually says. Uh, But, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see it for sure. Um, I also used to hear this about the actual story in school in Alabama, so I think it'll be fun to hear. Well, not your town, your state. Montgomery. Okay. Um, like a boss came in at number four. Number three was Jumanji: The Next Level. Number two was Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. And at number one, getting thirty six point five million dollars over the weekend, nineteen seventeen. Nice, 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 nice. All right, let's jump into the movie on the rise. Uh, I don't know what I'm. Oh, I guess I'm gonna suggest some animes this week. Cause like I don't think none none really popping off this week unless you got some. You can go first if you got some. I'm really interested to check out the new HBO series that premiered on Sunday night oh, called The shit. Outsider. The Outsider, yeah. Damn, um, I gotta based check that out. Of Stephen King's work, so I definitely wanted to check that out this week. I didn't get a With chance ben Sunday night, but yeah, Ben Mendelsohn stars in that, so that is what I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, movie-wise, though, by the way, Dr. Doolittle and Bad Boys for Life will be out this weekend, if you want to oh see my it. God. Both some dumpster fires. Jesus Christ. Wait, let me not even do that to Will and Martin. I hope that movie's good. I really do. But, like, my goodness, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be great, but at least I just hope that it's not terrible. I hope it's, like, better than Hobbs and Shaw. That's all I hope. That's honestly all I hope. But I'm going to recommend two animes for you guys. Uh, ID Invaded, which is this detective-solving mysteries through this, uh, I guess, this AI, internet, web type thing. Like, he goes it, it, he goes into what's like the Matrix he jacks in, and he goes inside the murderer's, like, id or consciousness and to solve these mysteries. It's pretty dope, and the person who solves it is a killer himself. So it's this story has me hooked. It's really dope. Uh, something else I also want to suggest is... I, I can't suggest Doro Hedero because that's not out yet, but I'll suggest, along with ID Invaded, I'll suggest Case File in 221 uh, Kaibuchi, Kaibuchi Town or Kabuki Town. Um, but it is fire. It's basically Sherlock Holmes, the anime. It is absolutely amazing. Case File in 221. That's my suggestion, along with ID Invaded. Very cool. Very cool. Definitely, um, want, you definitely trust you for all the anime picks because, you know, Anime Talk doing real fire right now. You guys had your first video. That was pretty neat. Bro, we got two videos out right now. Well, I'm saying, like, since this last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. We out here. You can you find us on YouTube. Anyway, let's get into the discussion. I want to talk about some of the movies that we saw at least a little bit. Um, so what, tell me a little bit about The Lighthouse. Lighthouse was a... Lighthouse was a movie that was just acting. Like, it was two really? dudes in a room. <laughs> like, bro, it was just like, it was just Robert Pattinson and, uh, and oh boy. Like, that's all the movie. Like, yeah, they had some other people in there, but like, that movie was just them. And like, it was shot really well, but it's black and white. And it's like one of those, it reminded me of like an old time movie. Yeah, for real. If that makes sense. 
like yeah because it's it's just them bro it's me it's like it, it's literally just them and it's like just them discuss going crazy in a lighthouse doing their job <laughs> yeah. that's it like like, no, bro, like, I I was expecting something more. Like, it was acted very well. I believed it all. But, like, that's it. Like, you ain't, don't, don't go in expecting much. So how does this make you feel for old Battinson? He's a good actor. <laughs> like, if he can bring, <laughs> like, he's a great actor. Like, I, that, that's not doubted. It doesn't, it doesn't solve any of my, my, I guess, my qualms of him being Batman. Like, I ain't seen him do some fire action yet, but, you know, he can act his ass off, so. If he can make me believe this shit, he'll make me believe he's Bruce Wayne. All right, well, dope. So, the lighthouse, check it out. If I don't uh, know if I, I don't know if, if I yeah, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's like if you're a movie fan, check it out. But if you're trying to see something with some some oomph, some some meat and potatoes, you might not get that. <laughs> uh, this so... might just be butter. <laughs> no, it's not just butter. It's like it's just like. Bone marrow. Ooh. <laughs> like, bone marrow is a delicacy, though. It's like it's, it's fire. So you know, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, the movie I saw was 1917, which was just won Best Picture, uh, Golden Globe contender for the for an Oscar. I think it's definitely a great film. Way the way it was shot is probably the most remarkable part about it. It was pretty much a one shot. Pretty much no sets, pretty like on scene. They built those trenches, uh, made those explosions on site. It all happened as it was going, and it, the camera just follows your one character throughout, um, or you know, multiple characters, you know, but it definitely has a, its central main character. And when you say it's only one shot, like there's only. So it opens up with the, the main characters, and you follow them through their whole journey and it never it never goes to another thing it never shows you a flashback or nothing like it's just uh, one okay, shot okay okay all right is it would you recommend it's like it's it real people? life it, to me it reminds me a lot of if you were pl- doing an open world video game as a real movie uh, like you follow okay. them walking around and you know i, I think it's definitely a, a beautifully shot movie beautifully done very suspenseful um, I I don't I don't know if I would have put it as my movie of the year if it it would have counted for last year. Ooh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Which is what Your ass was hyping so, this year. Which, that's what I was getting. You, I was waiting for you to say that. But I do think it's a w- movie worth watching, and it's a movie that I would probably want to see again. Um, I feel I like just you had feel some, about this movie. I just I, had I think, some. I fe- oh, go ahead. I just had some feelings that I don't want to, you know, spoil the movie for anyone that were just a little bit uh, questioning for me in, you know, why this was so up in people's lists. I feel like you feel about this movie the way I feel about Dunkirk. Like, beautifully shot movie, not for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we'd have to have a different discussion off air about that unless we were going to spoil both movies. But I want not people to go check not. out 1917. Yeah, I still got to see 1917, so you, you good, you good. Word, word, word. Well, check out Chuby's movie, and if you're a movie fan, you can check out mine. If you want to see Robert Pattinson in, uh, in uh, what's, what's that Defoe. name? Yeah, William Defoe do some crazy shit. <laughs> then you can watch Lighthouse if you want. But uh, right. let's, uh, well, what yeah, are we talking about? Real quick, I want to talk about uh, My Hero Academia, because that was quite an episode. Yeah, it was litty. That was yeah. good. That was fire. What'd you think? 
I mean, if you're not watching My Hero Academia because you don't want to read, like, and you're waiting on the dub, don't do that. You got to be watching this right now. It's probably my, it's like how I felt about Mandalorian and Watchmen when I was watching it week to week. I mean, it's my most anticipated thing right now. I thought that this episode was the best one I'd seen in a long time. Yeah, man. The boy finally took his first big steps, brother. Deku took his first big steps, and, like, this was his first, like, Stain, that was kind of a, he he won it by chance. The stuff with All Might, All Might saved him when he fought the Nomus. He he helped out a little bit, but All Might won the day. Against All for One, he saved Bakugo and kind of distracted All for One, but All Might still won that. This was his first solidified win. Yeah, and, I mean, this was him for becoming the hero that he's always claimed that he would become this was definitely the first step of him you know culminating that this was a case where where he didn't have anyone's help he did it all himself in a lot of well, cases took... uh, well, uh, uh, we can't say he had nobody help oh well the only know, reason why well yeah, the only yeah, reason why he was able to go I mean, like, yeah i'm talking about yeah. like the other big heroes like night oh, okay, was okay. taken out you know um Miri oh, yeah, was taken out him. like this was him and of course eerie uh yeah, because her power Aerie, like or Aerie, without her, like her, her power he, is he huge. Without her, he would have died, bro. Like, he was able to finally go 100%. We got to see, because All Might, uh, all, one for all, is like punching. We got to see Deku use his super speed to style. Like, All Might's kind of like wind and strength. Deku's like speed and like quick, like quickness and quick striking. So, like, it was dope seeing his all for one hundred percent looking like a super saiyan almost like yeah pretty much man in, in blue stuff look he was looking fires yeah it was it was litty bro so chisaki got his ass whooped didn't i tell you this would be the best season of my hero so far I told you yeah it definitely has been um definitely super exciting i i feel like next week is gonna be a little bit like oh this is like the next thing that we're gonna do over here um, I'm just I'm interested to see how much how many more arcs we get to because I know we're gonna do the next one which is another good win for Deku, but I want to get one more arc after that. Like if we could do three arcs this season, that would be fire because you got to get into like season four. One hundred percent is gonna be my villain Academia, and and that's gonna blow everybody's fucking mind. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's gonna be nuts. Cause for like, uh, for like four months, Hirokoshi changed the title, and Hirokoshi's the mangaka of uh, My Hero Academia. He changed the title uh, to My Villain Academia, and, and we focused solely on Shigaraki and the League of Villains for like four months. So that's gonna be season four arc. But I wanted to get the arc right before, like right before that. Yo, that's that. Ooh, that's what Endeavor and Hawks like. That's going to be lit, like, finding out who the n- new number one hero is. Woo! Dang. Yeah, that's just, that's just litty. So my yeah. hero's just picking up from here. So, so, yeah, that was super great. And I think, like, the one thing that really got me thinking about uh, was Ares' power and what it could mean for, like, completely altering, like, Night Eye's future. Since so she's, like, a yeah. rewind. She's almost like a time machine. She... she... Look, I'm not gonna say anything about that because there's theories out on the internet where people caught up. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm. You're you're thinking on the right path, my brother. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well, anyway, you guys should all check out My Hero Academia. Uh, I think the you know, one thing that came out of the Golden Globes was definitely a really great phrase from the Parasite director who was trying to tell us that there's a whole world of great content out there 
if Back. they're not if we're just don't be afraid of the subtitles a lot of us now are watching subtitles with the, our normal language movies so just I'm switch champion. it up and and read i'm champion i've been a champion of that bro like i've i came up in that culture bro well now i'm not gonna say i came up in that culture, but you know i came up in yeah, the reading subtitles culture. yeah bro I, I don't i don't watch dubs like i watch subs i've been watching subs since like i was freaking 15 14 years old like and like now, like fifteen and fourteen year old Lyndon would just watch anime. But like, bro, when I got to like eighteen, nineteen, foreign films, bro, give me, give me some of my favorite films are Japanese movies. Like they are fire. You gotta watch foreign films. Yeah, man. So I'm definitely excited to check out some movies like Parasite and some of those foreign films that are so great. Um, yep. And maybe we could talk about them later. But let's, let's talk, talk about, about the, circle. the circle. Yeah, real quick. Let's talk about the circle before we get in the interview with Sammy. Yo! Oh, and this is spoiler alert for anybody listening right now before we get into the interview. The interview with Sammy, the at most we will cover was the last four episodes that's been released. So we don't talk about them too, too in-depth. We try to keep it spoiler-free. But right now, I'm letting you know if you're listening to this, me and Schubert will spoil the episode. So you can jump ahead to the interview. But me and Schubert are about to spoil shit. So three... Two, one. Yo, later, Miranda. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah, like, I definitely saw that she was going to be the one to go. Like, she was definitely, you know, rated lowest. And I just didn't think, like, besides her, like, stuff with Joey, no one really vibed with her. I thought Joey was going to save her, though. I thought he was, too. Like, I was what was really confusing to me. And I think that confused Shubham as well. Like, I think he was expecting, like, Joey to take Miranda so that he could easily pick Chris. Yeah, and take Chris out because Shubham was like, I'm cool with either Chris or Miranda leaving. You choose, Joey. No, he was either cool with Miranda or Adam leaving. Like, he was, Chris was for sure going to stay. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, Miranda. But, like, yeah, he, he's definitely fine with Adam or Miranda. But, like, what I thought was even crazy was that they, they kissed or whatever. That was so weird. <laughs> Yo, she fell for him. She oh, fell my for God, him. get out of here. She's like so uncomfortable during that thing. I was like, this is this is not right. Like, get that girl out of there. <laughs> Miranda had a little crush on the boy Joey. And we'll find out the tea when we bring Sammy back on. But yo, I look, man. She's out of here. How do you feel about Bill? Uh the the other I don't know her name. Or Sean in uh Sean and Bill. Sean Bill. What's that other dude? Him and his mama. Oh man, I forgot. But like, I love them. I love like Bill and 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 Bill Mama and and no, not Bill Mama. Bill and Ed. And Ed. It's Ed. Ed. Yeah. Ed and his mom, dude. Ed and his mom are great. Like, I feel like Ed, if he was there by himself, would actually do all right. Like, his mom is like the one that's kind of messing it up. <laughs> and then Sean. Mojos. Sean dropping the bomb of like telling people she's a catfish. Yo, that might we'll be see. the game. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for you. Like that's all I gotta say about the next the next four episodes. Like, I don't know what what that. I mean, she was flipping out about all that. Yeah, she was tripping. But, but I, I mean, mean, these last four episodes, then we see the the when we see we lose Mercedes too. Yeah, or Mercedes. Yeah. One of them glasses out of there. That Karen. Karen. Bye, Karen. But I'm I'm waiting to see how because when Seaburn was talking about his period, my girlfriend. Was oh like, my gosh. He's kind of saying some shit that, like, would get him caught. <laughs> He's saying so much stuff that's going to get him caught. Like, I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten caught yet. The only reason is because Shubham is, like, in love with him. 
So I'm waiting to see what's up with old Seba and, and like, Rebecca. And I love that guy, um, Adam slash whatever that dude's name is, getting catfished by C-Bomb as well. Oh, you like uh, Adam I don't. Catfish, dude? I oh, don't. I don't like him at all. No, like, I I'm, think that he's going to be the next to go. Yeah, or okay. Bill. Bill's like kind of being rough around the edges. You don't like Bill? I like Bill. Bill's just being but himself. Like, but like, I agree with like what Adam was saying, where like Bill's approach right now is not like the way that the group is leaning with. Nah, like, man. I don't think he's cool enough with anyone in the group yet to be like taking shots. I thought that was see if I, I was on that was show. Hilarious, but I mean, like, yeah, I was gonna say if I was on that shot, I'd be like, <laughs> shout out to Bill. <laughs> I'd be like, I fucks with you, bro. That shit was lit. Adam, nice guy, Adam. Always saying something fake. I said, oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it was so funny, too, when he was like, that's uh, something he would say. Yes, that was hilarious, bro. <laughs> Bill is my guy. I'm, I am pro-Bill, pro-Sandy. I love Sandy. Ed and Bill. And I love Ed. I'm, I'm kind of like a seeper. I'm 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 kind of like in Seaburn as we go, kind of just hoping. I think he Sammy's makes it. in a really prime spot right now, and like I'm, you know, of course you guys are about to talk about it, but like where she's been floating at that three area, three four area, like you know she's kind of, and I feel like she's got really strong connections with like you know, pretty much like that subgroup is really interesting right now, and I'm wondering what if anything's gonna happen with that in the next four episodes if they're gonna find it's a gonna way to like family. split up from the f- subgroup. Yeah. It's gonna be old family versus new family. We're gonna see who who comes out on top. But yeah, man, I'm hyped. I think we only got four episodes left. Yeah. And but but uh, if you're ready, should be, let's get into the uh, interview with Sammy. Yeah, it's useless for us to keep talking about it. We want to hear from the actual lady who was in the circle herself. Let's hear from Sammy. Hello, bros who binge fan base. Yes, this is Lyndon. I'm joined with a very very special guest today. If you as you know, we've been talking about the circle on our show. And we're joined by none other than Miss Sammy from The Circle. Sammy, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I can't complain. You know you know how <laughs> it is. But no, okay, so this show, I got to give y'all y'all's props. Because this show honestly surprised me. And it gave me a vibe of reality TV from like the heyday. From like when real world actually meant something. And, and it's crazy <laughs> because when I heard the concept, it's like, okay, how are they going to execute this? this talking through social media and it, it's actually pretty cool my first question off rip what is your initial reaction to the response you've gotten from the show and what's just been your thoughts after like now seeing it out into the public so after the trailer had dropped um i had gotten a lot of um recognition like right away but it wasn't anything close to when the the first four episodes dropped my social media, like, I, I, I couldn't even use my phone for, like, a good 20 minutes because it just <laughs> it wasn't stopping. And I had to turn off all my notifications from Instagram and Twitter because it was ridiculous. And granted, I love it. Like, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for what's to come from it because things have already started happening, which I, like, would never have even, like, expected to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was just crazy. I'm, like, super grateful. I love that um people are reaching out to me just in regard to like like life things you know people are reaching out to me more so about like me and about my life rather than the show which i really enjoy see that's awesome that's awesome my first so that's just the warm-up for how that how how it's been oh yeah the first question i have to really ask is what was it like 
going into that apartment building and, and not being can you not leave or are you, <laughs> you you have to stay there the whole time right and you don't have tv so do you like what do you do in that spare time of being there so i'm like i have like add all the time i need to be moving i, I hate laying down and just staying still and so i had no idea what to expect you know i had no idea what to expect going into that apartment and all these people are prepping you and and miking you and you know, telling you what to do and giving you all this stuff. And then you go in and you're super excited. You know, your first, re your first um, reaction to going, going in there is like super excited. The apartments are absolutely beautiful. Um, whoever designed them like killed it. It was amazing. Yeah, they did. But then after they're like, okay, it's, it's downtime now, you know, like we're going to stop filming for a little while, you know, do whatever you want. But like, what do you do? I listen to music all day long. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't open the windows. I couldn't open the doors. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even turn the lights off. Like I couldn't, <laughs> there's nothing in that apartment that I could control. I couldn't even turn the TV up or down. Like someone had to come do it for me. <laughs> you couldn't do anything. Um, but no, they definitely let us outside. Like we got to go outside, but we had to have someone with us at all times. And um, like maneuvering through the hallways or wherever we went, we always had headphones on. Um, oh, so you couldn't hear or see anything. Yeah, we had soundproof uh, headphones on. And okay. we had, well, they, they covered our eyes. Like we had, um, uh, this black, like, um, it looked like kind of like a ski mask, but it was all blacked out so that you couldn't see anything outside and nobody could see in. Okay. Um, and so we wore that initially going into the apartments, but then once we were in there, they would just have us wear the headphones. Ah, okay. 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 So y'all are just chilling. So when I see people like Miranda bringing a puzzle or different people bringing that, like, that's what kept them busy. So you... You didn't bring, you didn't think like, oh, let me bring a book. Or you just I brought like, a couple books. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought a couple books. I brought these two, like, they're like poetry books, but they have like short, they're like short and sweet poetry books. Okay. And so I brought those and then they had books in there. Like I read The Wizard of Oz, I think twice. Like that, <laughs> the original, <laughs> the original Wizard of Oz. I read that twice. And um, they gave us like a care package with like, well, they, in my care package, I had like crayons in it. And like a notebook to uh, color with and a friendship bracelet maker. So I was doing that stuff too to keep occupied, but it was tough, man. Oof, that sounds like it. Okay, so let's, before we dive deep into like, I'm going to ask you some non, ask stuff from week one thoughts. I'm not going to ask you from week two to let people catch up because week three is coming out uh, this upcoming Wednesday. But before we get into any of that, okay, so how do you win? Because if you've seen week one, it's like, People come, new people come in. At, are new people going to constantly come in or does it stop at some point? It'll stop at some point. Okay. New people will stop coming in at, one, at some point. And then, so basically the way to win is you're rated, right? As you've seen in the first uh, week, people get rated from one to eight. And then, um, or one to seven. There was eight people in there. So it would be one to seven because we wouldn't rate ourselves, obviously. And so you would rate everybody and then the two, um, the two, the top two people become the influencers and then you get rid of people. But at the end, you know, we do ratings all the way until the end of the show. So at the end of ratings, whoever that top person is wins, whoever is rated the most, they be, they're, they're the most popular in the show. That's okay. the point of the show. You want to become the most popular person in the apartment. So that's how you win. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. See, I was I was watching with my girlfriend and she was like I'm a little confused and I was like I, th I think I got the grasp of it I think I know how this is going but I I wanted to ask to make sure so let's let's jump into the, to the nitty gritty week one you're an in, you're an influencer 
with with Antonio. How was that conversation? What were your thoughts of Antonio? Did did was the vibe of him being a catfish real? Because out of everybody, and I know it, it I can't say this being that I see the, the television and see who's who, but just from what I saw, and I know some people might think, well, of course he has to know this because you would know if you're a catfish and you know your story really well, but it's just like I felt that nobody's about to lie about being a basketball player from overseas. You can Google that. Like that's that's easy. No, yeah, for sure. Um, so like I didn't I didn't the only person that I thought was a catfish, like right away, was Shubom and um Mercedes because of the pictures. Like those okay. two pictures, I was like, oh, they kind of seem like they would be catfish. And then Rebecca, like her um on her profile, like her profile description, I was like, mm, that seems a little we- weird. But like those are the only three. And then um once Antonio and I, they cut out a lot, of course, like the editing and stuff, they cut out a lot. But Antonio and I had a long conversation when we were in the influencer chat when we were sending people home or sending someone home. And um we also had like other things happen the next day that they didn't show in the show that I'm not sure I'm allowed to speak about. Well, but keep that we, yet. we don't need to know. Yeah. We, we did talk like personally, like myself and Antonio and he just seemed like, I love Antonio now, you know, I talk to him now, but when we were in the show, I was just like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling this guy. You know, he was yeah. very like, I don't know. It always seems like he had something negative to say when we were, in the group chats and like talking to people like it was not negative, but he was just very forward, I guess. He had and an so arrogance. I, I, I'll say it. You don't have to say it. He had an arrogance about him. Yeah, no, I, he knows, trust me. <laughs> but yeah, he had like that, 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 that was something about him. And it's hard because you have to remember, we're only reading words. So yeah. you can't put somebody else's emotion to their words. You can't do that. So, like, we're reading it, and we're putting our own emotions into these words, and it's like, okay, well, I don't like the way he just said that. But he could have said it a totally different way than he meant it. So That's... it's just hard because words don't translate very well into emotion when you don't know who, who it's coming from. Like, I had no idea who it was coming from in the first place. All I see is a picture. I don't know what this person is like. Yeah. Um, but Man, when he – go ahead. No, I was just saying I could, I could imagine that feeling just being there and, like, you, all you do – because it's, it's like how we normally – interact with people you don't you don't see you don't know their, you don't you don't talk to them you don't know their emotions behind the words you just see the words so it could be he could mean it one totally way and it could be you interpret it a totally different way so i could right. imagine that's so kind of the struggle you know with yeah. that it gets, it gets hard no 100 so okay how was it being an influencer and just the amount of choosing who should go where like you were an influencer twice by the time, like if if people watch new inf- episodes, like we're, we're talking about it because they're out. You've been an influencer <laughs> twice. Yeah, How, it's nuts. What's that power? It was like? nuts. The first time I was like, holy shit! Like these people, and I was all the way at the at the top, you know. So I was like, oh my god, you know, I'm an influencer. This is nuts. And then, um, you know, having to to vote and put someone out. And not even knowing them, it was like, it was so tough because I'm like, this isn't even fair, you know? Like, how am I supposed to rate somebody and send someone home already? Like, we hadn't even been there for like probably like seven hours, and it was yeah. already ready set time to send someone home. And I'm like, oh my god, like what the heck? They didn't even get to experience anything. And then you know, we, we go through it strategically. We talk about each person, the pros and the cons, why we want to send them home, why we don't think that they should be here things like that. And so it just comes out to the person that we don't really know best because 
we don't know anything about them. So why should they stay over somebody that we know things about already? If that makes sense. Yeah. So that first time was definitely, it was hard, but it was way easier than the second time. Because by the second time that I was an influencer, I knew these people. I knew everybody. I knew everything that I needed to know about everybody. So it was like, damn, now I kind of know these people. And now I have to send someone home. Like, that's a shitty feeling. Because the first time, it's like, all right, it sucks. You have to send someone home, but I don't even know you. So, like, who cares? But, that, but then the, next the second time, time yeah. yeah, so it's like we've all gotten to play games with each other. We've gotten to have private conversations, group chats, you know, funny circle chats. We've gotten to have all these things. And so then when it happens and you have to send someone home, it sucks. Like, that second time was, like, the worst ever. The worst. It was, like, the Ooh. worst feeling. I, I could only imagine how, were you worried that any of those people were going to come into your room? Because that, I think that's an interesting dynamic of the show. Like once someone gets kicked off, if you did, if you had beef leading up in the week, you know, they might come in your room. Were you ever worried? Absolutely. I was so scared when I sent Alana home the first time, not scared, but like, you know, you just have that shitty feeling in your stomach. Like, Oh my God, this person's going to come in here and be pissed at me. And I kind of expected it. Like, you know, the same thing that Mercedes had said during the show happening, like, you're used to girls being petty. So, like, it's just, it's like a given that when a girl gets sent home, the girl's going to come meet the girl, you know? Or, like, yeah. meet somebody that they wanted to talk to. But it no, depends. 100%. No, I feel that 100%. Now, another thing that I thought was really, at least, let me see how I want to phrase this. This, when I, when I heard you this last week, you became so endearing to myself and to the viewing audience of like when you gave your story and opening up, how hard was do to do that on camera? It was definitely hard. I cried a lot and I'm not a crier, but, um, you know, I'm very open about the things that I've been through in my life and stuff. Cause I think that speaking about it helps people more than yeah. just keeping it in. And, you know, I have my YouTube channel and I've talked about anxiety, depression, my mom, you know, the things that I've gone through, and I wrote, you know, poetry about, like, my dad and what I went through with my dad. So I'm pretty open. But when you're, like, by yourself, you're away from your family, you're away from all the people that you know, and then you have to talk about this stuff, and then you're like, shit, you know, of course, I'm sitting there like, okay, people are going to watch this, but you have no idea the audience and how big the audience is going to be. You know, yeah. I couldn't have, I could have never guessed how many people were going to view the show. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just hits you in a totally different way. And it kind of hurts a little bit more when you're talking about it, even though I'm, I'm 25 years old. My mom died when I was two years old. My dad gave me to my aunt and my uncle when I was five years old. So it's like from five to 25, my life has been, you know, the same to me. So it hasn't been things that I've lived every single day, but to like, it's like opening up a Band-Aid that a wound is still there, kind of yeah. still burns, but it's like, Ah, oh, I have to talk about it. I have to fix it still. So it was definitely hard. And opening up to people I've never met before, I'm just like, oh, you know, there was a little bit that I didn't want to tell, but then I also wanted to be completely open. I got to applaud you, man. That takes so much strength and, and, it, and it's courageous. And I think one thing, at least that me being from the outside seeing, I think one thing that the like people can take away from this is people who have gone through similar circumstances as you, they can maybe find... What's the, they can they can take something from it if they're in a dark place and they can they can get help from hearing your story and hearing that oh she wants to talk about it and maybe that'll allow them to talk about it so you in the end you may be helping someone absolutely and that's all I've ever wanted to do when it comes to telling those things you know and I 
and I reiterate all the time on my YouTube channel and when I talk about it on Instagram or Twitter, like, I'm not looking for people to be like, oh, poor Sammy. I hope this. I hope that. Like, what can I do to help you? That's not what I'm looking for, you know? I've, I've already grown with what, I, what I've had to do and what my past has been. I've already gotten over that. It's more so I'm speaking about it because I'm comfortable enough and I have the courage to speak about things that other people don't. So, like, even one person watching it can be like, okay, cool. Like, this person went through it. I'm not alone sort of thing. Yeah, and that and that's awesome, man. That's all. That's all you can you can ask for. So I, I got we got this rapid fire section of questions. First one okay. I'm gonna ask you: favorite type of music? Oh, I would say like R and B, soul, jazz music. Oh, okay, okay. Fav- favorite artist then? Things. Kaylani right now is my favorite artist. Kaylani and Summer Walker. I listen to them like all day, every day. You like the Summer Walker album? Oh, oh my God! I I listen to her whole album probably once yeah. a day. That's the jam right now. I'm not gonna even lie. Ugh. But I will say, I don't know if you've been up to date with like some of the stuff with like her concerts and stuff. I wish she, I, I just, I just hope her live performance doesn't let me down if I ever go see it. That's all I'm gonna Absolutely. say. Not gonna yeah. touch on that, you know. But <laughs> all right, next question: favorite movie? Oh, tough one, tough one. For a while, my favorite movie was Honey with Jessica Alba. That dance Ooh, movie, I yeah, love dancing. A, so yeah, like, that's a that solid was, movie. Oh, a solid movie, yeah. That was probably my top movie. And then Selena, of course. Selena Quintanilla, the movie yeah. about Selena. With Are you excited Lopez. for the for the Netflix? Uh, they're doing. Aren't they doing a series? I'm pretty sure. I haven't heard anything. Oh well, I, th- I think they are. It's just, it'll be coming out. You should definitely check for I that. I will die. I will absolutely die. Uh, ne- uh, next question we have is: If you could go anywhere on vacation in the world right now, where would it be? Dubai. Ooh, solid choice. Dubai Dubai is so pretty. Hell yeah. And the final rapid fire question that we ask everybody who comes on the show is, if you were the director, writer, producer to the Sammy film, how would you want that film to end? How would I want it to, fi- uh, to end? To, to end, yeah. Oh my goodness. Successfully? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, don't, oh. feel, don't feel pressured by it because somebody said... We, we've gotten a variety of answers. We've gotten, I want to end with me sitting on a porch in a rocking chair. I've, <laughs> I've gotten uh, dead. Like someone told me like it's just going to end with them dead. And I was like. Okay. Mine would probably end with me running down the beach towards the water with my dogs. Ooh, okay. Solid. That's a it. good ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. Okay. So. Now before before we get you out of here, I wanna I just wanna ask a little bit more because I don't want I'm not gonna get into any spoiler things, but what's next for you after this show and how much how how many more weeks are we expecting the show airing? So we have one more week, one more batch of um episodes. We have four more episodes coming on the fifteenth. And then after that it's on Netflix. So we don't have to worry about it being taken down. It's gonna be there that people can binge watch whenever they want. If they haven't been able to watch it this month, they can watch it in months to come. Um, but after this, I'm, I'm hoping to take the momentum from everything that's happening right now and not let it die out so soon. Cause I've heard that a lot of people that, you know, get into these positions and have these amazing opportunities, they kind of just let them go afterwards and then they go back to their normal lives. And that's not really something that I want to happen. You know, I've always dreamt of having a big platform because I want a bigger platform just to talk about anxiety, depression, same things that I've been talking about on my platform, but I want to reach a bigger audience you know 100 percent. not that i i know or like have the tools to like create things regarding anxiety and and like things like that but i'm very big into sense like 
sage and lavender and citrus scents that help with anxiety and, and when you feel anxious and taking certain things and creating them into something bigger. You know, I feel like I'm talking in riddles, but <laughs> just I want to use my platform to help. That's really it. And that's all. No, nah, man, you're not talking. Real. I got I got everything you were saying 100 <laughs> percent. And that's awesome. Use your YouTube channel for that. And that and look, Absolutely. we'll support you out here. So tell the people <laughs> where they can find you out on social media. Tell them where they can get to all of your content and whatnot. OK, so you can reach me at all my social media. The only things I have are Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. All of them are at it's Sammy. I-T-S-S-S-A-M-M-I-E-E. All three of them are the same. Cool. Well, you guys go follow Sammy. Check out and be sure to watch the rest of the episodes of the Circle. I'm hooked. Like I'm, I can't <laughs> wait to see how this happens. I hope you won the. I hope you won the hundred thousand dollars. Don't say anything because I don't want to get spoiled. But yo, this is this is dope. And maybe when it ends, we can get you because I want to talk more spoilers. I want to get like the juicy deets. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm all for the tea, honey. When, when this you, is over, you got me. Awesome. Well, well, we'll be glad to have you back. Thank you for coming on, Sammy. All right, Lyndon. That was a great interview. Man, it was so cool to hear Sammy Sammy's opinions on what on what how everything was going on with the show and like you know kind of the little little you know all the, the backstage inter- interesting yeah, the, things the about intricacies of the show like the intricacies ask- that was the word I was thinking about. I had to ask her. I was like, "Yo, like, how many more people are coming on the show?" She was like, "That's it." We find out just like little bits Good. and details, and I was I was excited to hear like her be comfortable to tell her story and everything sure. her hardships it was just a really good interview i can't wait to have her back i mean uh, that show that show is like tea. so you know personal and vulnerable you know yeah no man it take take took a lot of courage so shout out to sammy y'all make sure y'all go follow her on instagram and twitter and check out her youtube content but she will be back on bros who binge to give us the tea after we find out who wins and what, what goes down but shout out to sammy Dude, I've been loving the whole give us the tea thing. It's been like one of my favorite parts. It's like it's like, oh, give us the tea. Like I just love them just sitting there and like I'm imagining me at the at, on my phone or whatever, just like, oh, I want to hear. Like, give me the dish it, dish it. Like it's just it's a, it's so fun. It's just no, so that's fun. a good show. I enjoy that show 100. percent But anyway, Lyndon, let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Uh, uh, this week we got a new BWT pod on Thursday. Be sure to check that out. No new anime talk this week. However, be sure to check out last week's episode of Anime Talk. The full video is out on YouTube. Follow us at Bros Who Think Network on YouTube. Subscribe, and you will get all the Anime Talk content. And that's where you'll be able to find Bros Who Binge content, which is coming very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And potentially a new show within the coming months, but a YouTube exclusive. Something that we're doing is we're doing giveaways at the end of the month. So how do you enter for the giveaways if you listen to the show? Well, all you have to do is there you'll be entered four times. We're giving away four prizes each month. One prize is for everyone who follows us on Twitter. Follow at Bros Who Think. For everyone who likes us on Facebook, Facebook slash Bros Who Think. For everyone who is subscribed to uh, the YouTube uh, at Bros Who Think Network on YouTube. But if you follow us on SoundCloud, you count in this category or if you leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, you count in this category. So this is the streaming service category. And the fourth one, this is for the anime peeps, where we'll be giving more anime-exclusive gifts if you're an anime fan. If you follow us on Instagram, at Anime Talk Pod. So, essentially, if you're a Bros Who Binge fan, 
and you're like, I want to enter four things. I want to get all these four prizes. Well, follow us on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe to whichever streaming service you want. But the only way, if, if it's Spotify or Apple, the only way we can know is if you leave a comment. And then if you're an anime fan, follow us on Instagram. And we'll put your name in. We'll take all the Twitter followers, all the Facebook likes, all the subscribers, and all the Instagram followers. And we'll put pill... We'll pick a name from each of those pots, and each month, four people will win a prize. So technically, one person can win all four prizes at the end of each month. It's just a good way for us to build this community. We want to build this family. We care about you who, who listens to us each and every week. We love you, and we want to just show you that we want to give back. And you guys, without y'all, we wouldn't be able to do this. And we just want to say thank you for being a part of our family, and we want to expand this community. And then when we get all, the, all of you who listen on Twitter, when we post something, we can start conversations or on Facebook. We can start conversations. The whole point of this is to get the community in a in a spot so we can start these amazing conversations. But like I said, follow us on Twitter, like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Anime Talk Pod, or subscribe on YouTube, Bros Who Think Network. Leave a comment on Apple, leave a comment on Spotify, or follow on SoundCloud. And you will be put in the giveaways. And we'll be pulling the giveaway pretty soon. We're almost to the first month. So we'll pick on uh, Friday, January 31st. And then we'll send out the gift the next week. So be on the lookout for that. This episode was a really fun episode that we got to talk with someone really big into a show that we love. And we love to bring you guys that kind of content. So keep continuing to support us. And we'll keep trying to bring you great content like we did today. So uh definitely do everything that Lyndon has said it's so easy to leave a review it may you may not have to give like the most in-depth review do if you want but just saying you guys rock it would it, it, just one little review that is like three words could really Help us make out a difference for us yeah so. yeah big facts like like we we don't we don't we're not asking There'll be a point in time when we 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 come to y'all with like Patreon stuff, but we're not there yet, and we we don't want to do that. We want to keep giving you the content how we are, and all we ask is just either follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, leave a review, like Schubert said, and then when you do that, you'll be up for a prize. Like each month, you're gonna be getting cool prizes, whether it's gift cards to your favorite wing place, uh, a shirt from your whichever show you want to have, a hat, some stickers, a figure from Pure Figure. Pure Fiction collectibles, a movie, a DVD. Like we got, we got a lot of cool stuff planned. So just, just take advantage of that. Well, I think we've got kind of wrapped that everything up there for you. So let's wrap up the seventy-second episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert for Lyndon Burton. Have a great weekend, everyone, and as always, keep binging. <laughs>